Moving on to our third and final big topic of the show, the Kentucky Derby was supposed to be last weekend. So we're going to break that down with our very own Derby Insider correspondent and the first guest in show history, that is Lily. Lily, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you all? I'm doing, doing well. well. thanks. Yep, we're both doing well. So how have you adjusted to uh, just quarantine life in the uh, two months since I've seen you in person? You know, um, it's been better than what I thought it would be at first, but now that it just keeps happening, I'm getting really stir-crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first two weeks were hard because I was abroad for spring break. So coming back, I really did like quarantine, quarantine, and just essentially not leave for two weeks, yeah. which was interesting to say the least. Sounds like a whole adventure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So walk us through a typical derby week or weekend. So the thing is, derby isn't even just a week here. It's like a month. The celebrations <laughs> start in April, and there's something called the Kentucky Derby Festival, and they're just various events that happen that happen through the entire month of April, all leading up to Derby. So one of my favorites is something called Thunder Over Louisville, which is a really, really big fireworks show that has an air show before it. Um, that's a lot of fun that I think right now is rescheduled for August. So I'm hoping I can catch that before we go back to school. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed that we actually do get to go back to school for sure um yeah one of the ones that i've told ryan about is something called the bed races where companies essentially sponsor this thing where they build a frame and put a mattress on it and the driver and four people pushing it around a course (laughs) highly recommend um so it's just a bunch of like weird quirky things like that that all lead up to derby And then Derby Week gets crazy. Um, So there are three really big days of racing that week. Thursday is Derby, which is like the local day to go. Tickets are a little less expensive. Mm -hmm. And then Friday is Oaks and Saturday is Derby. And all of the schools are out of school on Friday just because the city is essentially gridlocked everywhere. And for a long time, Oaks, the day before Derby, was meant to be the local day to go to the track. But it became so popular and expensive that we created Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, so racing normally starts mid-morning. So everybody gets up and essentially gets dressed, gets their hat, gets, you know, their dress, whatever they're wearing to the track. And what you wear really depends on where you are in the track. So there are different places you can be. The infield is kind of like a giant tailgate. It's a big grassy area and people aren't always dressed that nicely there and you essentially go and get sloshed oh um so if that's what you're looking for tickets are you know 50 to 100 dollars which for two days which is really cheap for derby so that's where a lot of the like high schoolers and like kind of college kids go mm-hmm. um and then there's the grandstands all the way up to boxes and um you know floors with big plated meals um, in places called Millionaire's Row. So you really get a mix of everybody coming to the Derby, but that's what makes it really fun. That's awesome. So you mentioned the hats a little bit earlier. If you had to guess, how much does the average hat at the Kentucky Derby cost? So I can I can only speak from experience. Um, what the process normally is like for women is that 
some people choose to pick their hat first and then pick a dress based on the hat. And some people do it opposite. I, for the most part, I've actually done it both ways. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, I'll pick a dress first and then pick a hat normally in like a white or a black or some other neutral color um, that matches my dress. And that'll be between $75 to $150. And then um, for me, my grandma's really good at decorating hats. So she'll then go and take my dress and the hat to a design store and pull, you know, feathers and ribbon and extra organza to match the colors of my dress and specialize it so that you're not just wearing a hat that someone else has. And that can, you know, for me, it's really nice because it's maybe another $25 in, you know, just getting the materials because my grandma's retired and it's a great, you know, thing to keep her busy. But for other people, they'll pay to have that done and that could be another $100. Oh my. Wow. Well, what's your, what's the favorite derby that you remember? So for me, I love derby day, but Oaks was always my day because Mm -hmm. that's when um, the Phillies, so the girl horses run. um, And the signature drink there is um, the lily drink, the lily glass, and they do a garland of lilies. And And see why it's your favorite. On um, (laughs) breast cancer awareness. So my great aunt, um, for a really long time, and between races, there's a parade of breast cancer survivors segmented by year um, that they do. So for a really long time, my aunt was kind of in charge of that. So I would go to Oaks and, you know, work (laughs) and get a ticket and help organize survivors, um, which was a great way for me to go to Oaks. Um, Right, yeah. So those are really my favorite memories because the survivors generally – enter into a raffle or they do something online where the public goes and votes to get them to be able to go to Oaks. And it's really special to be there with them because they're all just so happy and have this outlook on life. So I'm not sure if I could really say a specific year, um, but it's more just when you're together in that atmosphere, it's just so much fun. That's great. And it's really nice to have all the, uh, the breast cancer awareness and have that at the event as well. So last weekend, the Derby didn't happen. So what happened in your hometown that I can't really say without the, without the horse racing? <laughs> um, it was interesting. You could definitely see that some people were in withdrawal. Um, my <laughs> great aunt, who Ryan knows, her name is Connie, showed up at our house on Friday wearing her fascinator, which is essentially a smaller hat that's on a headband. Mm-hmm. And she sat on our front porch wearing her black, you know, fascinator talking to us for, you know, an hour and a half on Friday. And we kept seeing people walk by wearing their derby hats as well for Oaks Day. And then on Saturday, it was really the same thing. People were out walking around our neighborhood wearing their hats. My next day neighbor had his, you know, derby sports coat on. People who are not handling it well. The local <laughs> news had a two-hour pre-derby broadcast <laughs> about nothing, <laughs> about the virtual derby and broadcast. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was a very interesting time to be here because you could tell yeah. that people didn't quite know what to do. Because it was also just a beautiful weekend. It would have been the perfect weekend for horse racing, which we rarely get nowadays. So everyone's also standing out here going, it's got to be 
freaking kidding me right now. Like, <laughs> like, we get a torrential downpour for a couple years in a row this weekend, and now all of a sudden it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and there's no horse racing. So. Yeah, it's ironic. Yeah. So, really important question. If you could name a horse, what would you name it? Hmm. This is interesting, because they all have, because, like, so the the thoroughbreds all have, like, a name, and then their racing name. Hmm. So, I would say, actually, my aunt and uncle, different aunt, um, for a really long time had a horse named Fancy, and I always loved that name. So, for a horse, so probably Fancy. That's a good name. Nice. Yeah, that's a good name. We were talking about this earlier, and we thought that Fred would also be a good name for a horse. Yeah. (laughs) Just have Fred win the Kentucky Derby. That'd be amazing. So, final question. The race is currently scheduled for Labor Day weekend in September. Do you still see this happening? Do you think it could potentially happen without fans present? Just what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) I want it to happen. I Mm -hmm. think everybody here wants it to happen. I'm skeptical whether it will with fans just because no matter where you are at Churchill Downs during Oaks and Derby you are shoulder to shoulder with another person and that's that's I mean that's what it is you have to wait to move places and if you want to get to the other side of Churchill Downs it's going to take you 45 minutes and it's just a slow process where everyone's just moving in a herd so I have hope that it will happen but I think that if it does, it will be without um, fans, which kind of stinks. But it's better than nothing. But if they do have it regularly, my plan is to come back to Louisville to do that. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. And I really liked what I learned about the uh, Kentucky Derby today. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, I, I learned so much. Thank you for your time. All right, we're now moving on to our next segment, a big thank you. Today's thank you goes to Don Shula, a former head coach of the Baltimore Colts and Miami Dolphins, who passed away on Monday. The winningest coach of all time, Shula led the Dolphins to five Super Bowls and two victories. Don Shula was the quote, was the coach who, quote, strived for perfection but settled for excellence. Ironically enough, he was the only coach to lead a team to a perfect season that culminated in a Super Bowl victory. So thank you to Don Shula for setting the mark that no one has been able to match yet. Do you have a favorite quote from Mr. Shula? Yeah, I do. My favorite is when he said, There's nothing wrong with setting goals, but doesn't mean a thing if you don't pay attention to the day-to-day details. I like that one a lot, too. I think it's just good to put things in perspective that in order to like actually achieve your goals, you have to work for them every day. And I just think that's a really good little life quote to live by. And we uh, we lost a legend yeah. this week. Yeah, I mean, he was right. Most of the life isn't indeed extraordinary. It's the mundane day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just got to work through it one day at a time, and then you'll find yourself in a place that you want to be. So, so thank you to Coach Shula. We uh, thank you for your contributions to the game of football. We appreciate you.